When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Man, mm. <laughs> it's been a while, bro. <laughs> mm. I ain't heard that in a minute. Dang. All right. <laughs> it's been a minute, man. Uh, hope everyone's having uh, a good summer. Uh, Ryan and I took a hiatus because there isn't shit going on in the NFL uh, whatsoever, except rookie still being signed which is the most mundane thing ever um i will say though this like this dead period time period is a time that i think you and i both expected to have like more non-football related guests on the show and whatever it just it just hasn't it just hasn't happened um but all that aside we got something to talk about it finally happened you and i were getting so fucking annoyed that I was taking this long. Stud, former All Pro right tackle Ryan Ramchek got the got the bag. Contract extension. He's tied to the Saints to 2026. The highest right tackle, paid right tackle in the league. I think he's he's getting like you know at some point he's going to be not this year, but he's going to be making like 19, 19.6 or 19.2 a season. Mm. It's about time, man. It's about time. Man, big money. Big money. Huge. It's crazy because, like, that used to be quarterback money, man. Like, just not too long ago, just a couple years ago, that that was, like, top-level Peyton Manning with the Broncos money. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, like 20 mil. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. But, like, I mean, nobody sniffed that. It's not like we looked at the numbers like, oh, he's overpaid. It's no. like, <laughs> that was about right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, makes sense. You know? So, and I think I think he probably played through it, man. Like, he's that good of a player. Like, he is, man. He is. Make all that contract next year, they'd probably be hollering at him like, hey, man, you know, can we turn some of that salary into signing bonus and kick that shit? Already see it coming, bro. Already see it. <laughs> You know, and it's like cap numbers gonna be like eighty million in twenty twenty five or some shit, like some ridiculous number. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. It's it's so funny because every time I get or we get annoyed at offensive play or offensive offensive line picked in the draft, I always try to like remind myself of like ram check, right? Like, yeah, boy. 
Ooh. Like we should have did a live stream when we thought we were gonna have Ruben Foster and they drafted uh, Bro, because we me and you both we love Foster. Love him, bro. Love we him. We almost had him. We had him on the phone. He was on the phone, right? <laughs> and and so I, I try to keep things in perspective because like well, you know I, and it wasn't like I was against the Ram check, you know, him being drafted. I was just like, you, you know, we, we talked about it on the show numerous times, you know, dropping the offensive lineman. Like, oh, oh, like, it's just, it's just not a drop. It was just boring. And it was boring. We had Streif at the time. And it was like, oh, what do we need this for? You know, it was boring. We're going into the 2017 season, coming off three back-to-back-to-back 79 seasons. Yep. You know, you find we had two picks in the first round. You know, it was like. Yep, traded Brandon, traded Brandon Cooks to New England. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we were look, you know, forever, forever looking for that wide receiver. We were like, yeah, we're gonna get a playmaker, or a linebacker, whatever, you know. But look, I man, it worked out, man. Like, you know, and you just the gotta one, remember the, that sometimes. Yeah, and the one thing I will say that you know, and I, I don't. Okay, I'm not trying to completely uh, write off Caesar Reese, but like. When Ramchek got on the field, bruh. Oh, it was it. That was it. Because <laughs> it was the Vikings game, right? The first game, uh, week one, Street yeah. got hurt. It was. You know what's funny? It was because, if I remember correctly, that was like a Monday night football. That was the Adrian Peterson game. It was a Monday night football yeah. game. I had to work, and I couldn't get off, like, completely in time. And like Sam Bradford cut the Saints defense up, bro. Sliced them. And I when you texted me, he was like, bro, you can save some more kids' lives, bro. Like <laughs> Um, so I I only saw like maybe like the second half of that game. But like when you saw Ramchek play, bro, like you just knew. Like you knew. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> we gonna be all right, you know. And I mean, that was it. That was the end of Streif. Like that was the end of his career, right there. You know, and which is typically how it goes. That's how Streif got his job. Uh, yeah. John, John Stamos got hurt, hurt, got hurt in camp. Streif, you know, Streif had been with the Saints for years as just like you know a swing tackle lined up, and he, you know, he took over. So. You know, it's interesting how those things work out. So, you know, you never know, man. But like you said, with Caesar, it was just like, damn, man. It's... <laughs> those snaps weren't looking too good. <laughs> they, they were not Ram Check S. Um, I, 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 I want to ask you right quick, though, because there's some theories going out that he will eventually move to a uh, left tackle, Ram Check. Um, if, you know, I think, I think uh, Toronto State's on his last year. Yeah, I, I think I read, was it Catherine's article? I think, yeah, it was Catherine's article in The Athletic talking about, like, that, the Toronto extension or, or something. I was really, yeah. oh, oh, and oh. also, like, like Ramchick has these escalators in his contract where if he's, like, first or second team all pro as a left tackle, he gets, like, an extra $6 million over his contract. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. It is, man. It is. Like, I've here, here's what here's what I here's what I know is 
I mean, I think I could, whatever, I don't give two shits. Before Nick and I had our falling out, he specifically told me that the team felt that Ramchek was so good that he could be a top five left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how high the team is on him as a player in totality. So, that said, wouldn't it be like the most Saints thing? And I don't even, I, I'm not, but wouldn't it be some shit? Like, I could totally see, like, this season is still Teron and Ramchek, but after the season, they either decide to let Teron go, you know, and move Ramchek to the left tackle, and then you got another hole in right tackle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, then you got to address right tackle again. It's like, yeah. But, it, yeah. I mean, I. But they drafted, um, uh, what's that, the MAGA dude this year? Um, Landon Young? Landon Young, whatever. I mean, Look, I mean, if he if if he comes in and he's showing some good right tackle snaps, it's like okay, it maybe may, he's maybe he's a swing tackle this year. It makes that that flip and that change a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will ask you this: so we 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 said on this podcast like Ramchek was a priority over Marcus Williams over um, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, July fifteenth is the deadline. Or a contract you work out with Mark, with Marcus Lattimore because of the franchise tag. So my question to you is, who do you think? And I, and I know it's it's a hard question because with, with, with Lattimore you got the gun charges, the inconsistency. But who would as a, as you were running the Saints, who would you prioritize more in terms of contract extension, Marcus or Marshawn? Honestly, I want to say Lattimore, but if I honestly, if I was like, if I was Loomis, if I was Sean Payton, I'd be like, I just want to see where Lattimore's head at is mm. this year. Like, I just want to see how he come in. You know what I'm saying? How you, what, what's his mindset? Training camp early in the season and shit like that. I just, I just, I need to find some. Like, I still got questions, bro. Like, I just, I wonder about the little dude. I wonder about him. I have no. Doubt about his football ability. I don't have any question about it. I know he's a good football player, but I just need to know what his mindset is and how that accentuates his football ability. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they they go they go together. His mindset affects his football ability. Yes. I want to know if he has it. So I would just like I, I'm, I'm. It's funny because I'm more confident in Marcus Williams. That's because crazy. just see, it's crazy. It's crazy, Isn't right? It, like, I, and I, I agree with you, but it's, it's it's crazy to say to say that out loud, man. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, because Marcus Lattimore at his best is an elite corner back in the NFL, which is no small thing. Like, it's, no, teams it are struggling to find elite yeah. cornerbacks, you know. But and and Marcus safety is a Top level, you know, top level uh, safety. If you want to call him a lead or not, I don't know. Like that's semantics. But he's if a top he's not a lead, he's damn sure very good in in that damn yeah in that damn category. But it's like, and you know, I mean, but you know, the safety, the safety position is kind of not as important or whatever. But man, when you have one, man, it's like I, it's I don't know. Like, one, it's, it's I think. Like, I think we as Saints fans, like, we know how important the safety position is. That's bro. what I'm saying. Like, we had a whole, like, trope where we would say, you know, does he play safety? Like, that was our little, 
for the Saints report days. Like, oh, does he play Saints? Yeah. <laughs> like, go back to those been, Josh Bullock days, baby. Josh Bullock, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, we remember, bro. Like, days was tough. <laughs> Rock out here, bro. Man, so like you have somebody with range that can be there. It's like having, you know, it's like having some good insurance. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> good car insurance, bro. Like you don't want to lose a good car insurance that's affordable. You know, and that's the thing. That's another thing. It's like Marcus Williams is not going to break the bank. Whatever we're gonna pay him, it's not gonna be you know twenty million or nothing like that. It's gonna be not like, not like you would for a cornerback, right? So I actually think something's gonna get done between four to fifteen. You know how Loomis them is, man. It's all about deadlines. I think they're going to try to lock him up before then. I don't even know if they really made a hard off that ladder, bro. Like, I don't even know. Bro. I think it's just kind of – I think they're just kind of trying to play it out and just kind of waiting to see, which is, you know, sad, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see, bro. We, we will, bro. We will. Um – Let's Ryan, if I see one more, I mean, I love to see it. I'm not taking away from it. I, I, I don't need to see any more James throwing the trade card, bro. Boy, James, man, that's three quarters. That's his man's right there, bro. That's no, my man's right there. Don't, don't need to see it no more, bro. <laughs> They're working on chip. Man. I mean, I, I say that I say that somewhat jokingly. It, it, it is very good to see them putting the work in. And yeah, put the work, bro. Put it work. is, and, and that's and that's stuff that you know, right, right, right now to like the casual person just watching the footage, like whatever. But like, who fucking knows, bro? Like, in a game situation, and Jameis is scrambling and, and all that work, like. It kind of mm-hmm. becomes just second nature to do like a scramble drill, boom, 30, 40 yard pass down the field just because of that. Oh, yeah. That routine, oh, yeah. that consistency. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen that with, uh, you know, with Drew and Marcus Colston. Yep. Like, they were known for just working, like, you know, Marcus Colston just live out there in uh, San Diego just to work out with Drew all summer, you know, just to get that work in. And we saw it on the football field. Like, that was. Like, Marcus Coastal was an extension of Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, he just was right there all the time. So, and I'm not saying, you know, uh, Trey Quan Smith going to be, like, Coastal-type player for uh, Jameis. But, you know, if he needs to have, like, with the wide receivers we got, like, we need that. Like, we need, need it. He needs to have some kind of chemistry, bro. And, you know, I know a lot of Saints fans, I keep saying, like, where Mike, where Mike Thomas at? Like, where, where he at? Where he at? That's interesting, though. That's like a side note, man. It's just like I remember Sean Payton saying in the press conference, like, when they asked him about Mike Thomas, it was more like when they asked him about his ankle, it was like, oh, he's coming along, he's on track. Which made it seem like that ankle was a lot more, mm. you know, a lot more than, you know, like he didn't even, I don't think Mike Thomas even did an interview. Bruh, like if you remember, I, I want to say like the day or so after. The, the playoff loss to the Bucks, like Adam Schefter came out and like tweeted or reported like like that he had like ligaments fucked up in it. Oh yeah, bad, bro. bad man. So you know, I think I think we don't know the full scale of what Mike Thomas was really dealing with, and I don't think he's a hundred percent yet. I, you know, they I guess they hope is he's going to be a hundred percent. You know, come training camp and. 
I mean, if he's not, I 100% get him not working out on some oh, yeah. deal with Jameis Winston and, you know, get injured and lose all your bonus and guarantee money and all that shit. Nah, I wouldn't do it either. So, uh, you know, it's just something to keep an eye on, man. Like, Mike Thomas, that was a disappointing year for him, bro. Like, that was... It was, because he, he went Thomas from... Suspended in the news and all that shit. Like, it was rough, bro. Went from offensive player of the year, broke... NFL receiving a reception record to just a an injury plague year injury plague season, man. Cool. Then then got called Slant Boy and <laughs> been rough, bro. He carried he carried that body because I'm bro Slant Boy. <laughs> I mean, with with James, that that might you know that might, it might change. Might change. Um, speaking of speaking of Jameis, you pointed this out to me, you know, with the Trey Pond and, and Jameis uh, video. CD Deuce quote tweeted it on Twitter. Said QB one, QB one, baby. <laughs> can, we, can we stop? Let's <laughs> stop, bro. Like, I, I don't. I, this whole it being a quarterback competition. I'm not entertaining this. I'm not entertaining. Like, and look, I get it. I get it. I understand coach got to be like that with his coach speak or whatever. But, like, come on, man. Players know. Players know. Like, yes. anytime Cam Jordan been all on NFL Network and shit and all that, talking about Jameis and all that, like, players know. Like, and here's the thing, man. Like, you could, like, if, if James, let's say Jameis, you start Jameis week one and say he just goes off the rails. They go four weeks. They don't win any games. He's throwing pick sixes, and it's just terrible. Okay, then you go to Taysom. And it's like, okay. Can you just imagine those four weeks, bro? Oh, man, it'll be terrible. But it's like you go to Taysom, and it's like, okay, we get it. But if you go to Taysom first. Yes. And then it goes to shit. Yes. Or even, even if it goes good, when it's going good, you're going to be asking, man, what if we had Jameis in there? Yes. It'd be even better. You know what I'm saying? So it just makes sense to go with Jameis, get that out the way. The players going to players. You can't lie to players. Players know what the fuck is up. You it, know what I'm saying? No, no matter lie. what the sport is, you can't do it. You can't. You can't do it. They're going to pick him for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, it's just a eventuality to me. I'm not, I don't expect it one bit than to be Jameis Winston, unless he gets hurt. I go, well, hopefully that never happens. You know, um, but I mean, I'm like, man, what? who working out with Taysom? Like, ain't nobody. <laughs> nobody been working out with Taysom, bro. Like, damn, man. Like, does he have anybody representing uh, Austin Carr? I, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> and it is not that they don't they love Taysom. Like, the players love Taysom, but they probably, they're like, man, we want you on the field. Like, right? Passes and shit. Like, man. <laughs> Taysom got to call up my my toss, bro. Adrian Arrington. Adrian <laughs> Arrington. Um. So with with the Ramcheck extension, it's got like eleven million cap space now, bro. Eleven million. I don't like. I, I don't know if people. I mean, obviously, if you're a Saints fan, hopefully you listen to the podcast and so you know, eleven million dollars in cash space in Mickey Loomis language. Man, 
you got to put the multiplier effect on that motherfucker. Like that motherfucker, that's about 70 M's right there, bro. Yeah, easy. Easy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't think they want to use it because you know the cap, the cap go, I mean the cap, we're gonna be kind of we're gonna be tight next year too. Yeah. And you know you can carry over year to year. So I think they want to keep some of that to carry over the next year. Um just to just to give them a little, you know, just give them a little breathing room, you know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna have a lot to do next year, also. Uh, but I, you know, it does open up, I, you know, CB two. Everybody waiting on the CB two, bro. Waiting, bro. Waiting. We. I mean, I, I refuse to believe, refuse to believe that they would go into week one against the Packers with either. P. Rob or don't vax me a Debo starting quarterback too. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> Speaking of which, we we haven't did a pod episode so long. This man went to Stanford, Ryan. Stanford went to Stanford. He didn't play football last season because of. Uncertainty, whatever, COVID. That's what gets me. That's what gets me. You took a whole season off in your college, which, you know, many think he could have been a first round, first or second round pick if he would have played another season. He took a whole season off out of fear of COVID. But then, like, I ain't messing with no vaccine. We don't know what's in that. It's like, what? Bruh. <laughs> Stupidity, right? I get that shit so angry. I had to block him. I blocked him. Couldn't have him on my timeline, bro. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Man. It's, it's so funny because Saints talk about well, they emphasize, oh God, we just, you know, we don't make fun of these guys. We just want, want, want to make sure they have clean medicals, you know, so much uncertainty going in the draft last season. So y'all drafted like this whole draft class of guys with clean medicals, supposedly, but yet like intelligence. Yo, who was that cat who reported like the the fucking intelligence or wonderland scores or whatever, like the smartest same draft class ever? No, no, <laughs> bullshit. Hey man, I'm not. He's a quote unquote free thinker. I'm not doctor, man. Man wants to think about it, man. This is like, hey, I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to put in my body, bro. You know, um, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, damn. Just, just, and then, you know, but hey, look, the good news is the Saints have met that. 85% threshold in one of the few teams that are like, you know, mostly vaccinated. So, you know, they good to go. But looking at those, like, man, like if you're not vaccinated, like you basically like, fuck the that shit. Yeah, the restrictions, if you're like, if you're on, like it's. It's insane. It's like. Just off that, like regardless of what you feel about a vaccine, 
just off that of not having that kind of hindrance in my life, I'd be like, man, just inject me with that J and J, and let's get on with it. No, not, not the J and J, bro. J and J, man. I read a report today that said the J and J fucking over that Delta Delta uh, quadrant. I mean, Delta, bro, I, read the, uh, I read the same thing a couple of days ago about Moderna, bro. Yeah, I mean, we, we we good with the Delta and everything, man. I ain't worrying about that shit, man. J&J, baby. <laughs> um, so, getting back to the Caps, the same time in cap space, I, I do expect them, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to be Richard Sherman, I don't know if it's going to be Drake Kirkpatrick, I don't know. But I do expect Jerry them. Kiley, but like Jerry O'Connelly, man. You know, I mean, I know he wasn't great Raiders or whatever, but young, you know, could have some of that P Rob upside. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You know, you know what's it's funny, and this is a miss by me is when I watched because they were both at him and Marshawn both at Ohio State at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually preferred Conley's tape. Hey, like I, I did because I, I felt that. He was more this, again. This is going back to when they were the prospects the year they came out, but I felt like he was more consistent, like mm-hmm. just all around. And then he mm-hmm. had the whole like sexual thing where he like mm-hmm. raping someone, and then he got like drafted in the first round. <laughs> and then like the whole rape thing, like went away. It, it was weird, bro. It was weird. I know. So and it's something. It's funny because the, uh, wasn't Gladney Gladney with the Iowa State, right? Jeff Gladney. Was he the, with Ohio State? Vikings quarterback? Yeah. No, he did not go to Ohio State. Oh, he didn't? Um, I okay. want to say he went to TCU, but I'm not 100% sure. All right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> try to, he tried to say some Ohio State thing, bro? No, no. It was just, it was, it was like, it was kind of a mirror. I, I, Jeff Gladney. Gladney. Uh, yeah, he went to TSU. I'm sure. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> it, you know, it, it wouldn't be exactly like it, but like if they, first of all, I don't think you can sign Gary Conley to be your, like you bring him in to compete, but like he can't be the answer because he has had some bad fucking snaps. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah bad snaps, bro. Bad snaps. Uh, but but I'll just I'll just qualify that when he was playing with one of the worst defensive lines in the NFL. Yes, the absolute worst with one of the worst DCs, just one of the worst defenses ever. You know what I'm saying? So I just I would add that qualifying. Not saying if you bring him, he'll be elite, but maybe he'd be like slightly better than he was with the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I... Because he went, because I know he was at, he was with the Raiders, and he got, did he get traded to the Texans? Uh, was it a trade? Was it a trade? I think it was a trade. Uh, maybe, I think he did get traded to the Texans. And then he, the, all I would say is, like, if you, if the Saints were to sign him, you would hope, hopefully, something in the range of, like, Eli Apple, maybe right. a few tiers below Eli Apple. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I mean, look, Janoris Jenkins got cut by the fucking Vikings. Like, I know it wasn't for, mostly for on-field players, you know, because he tweeted some shit. But still, like, he, was, he wasn't having the greatest career with the Giants either. You know what I'm saying? And before that, it was Eli Apple, who also got cut by the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Like, Giants was just feeding us, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Giants was just feeding us, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. 
They, they want to give us like Evan Ingram or something like. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I, I will say this: I, I brought this up with brought this up with Travis. That that wide receiver room kind of kind of stacked, bro. Like they, they oh, they got Galladay, they got uh, Sterling Shepard, they got oh. Slayton, and they draft drafted Tony in the first round. Shepard, I could see Shepard getting getting pushed out of there. I, I can see that. I can see Shepard or, or Slayton getting moved because you. I mean, you have four wide I receivers. You 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 can't. Play, I mean, yeah. How often are you going to go four wide all the time? Like it does. Like some something's going to shake up in that in that Giants wide receiver room. I don't know what it is, but something's got to shake because you don't draft a wide receiver at twenty and just be like, oh, all right, like we're not we're not just going to play. Like that's that's not how it works. No, I, I love Slayton in our offense. Man, he would bring a vertical dimension that, like, I know Traquan, but, like, he's a different vertical dimension than Traquan. Yeah. Young, you know, big, by what, 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, I don't know. I like that. Bro, I would, I would toss them. I, I would toss them at the four for Slayton. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. Easy. No I mean, back to back, like seven hundred yards or something like that. Like, it's more interesting. And, and he makes big plays. Yeah. Without question. Anyway, so, sorry. That's that. That's our our little wide receiver segment of, of the podcast. Um. But yeah, like, so that I would not even have to look at a list to see what's out there. You know, it's Richard Sherman. Uh. Drake Patrick, Jerry Conley. Like, I know that list ain't like. <laughs> like, I got, like, I had to look up it. Like, the list is so. It's, it's just where we at, bro. It's like. Um, but it's still better than what we got. Like, it's still. <laughs> you know who I. And I don't think they would, but there's still some players out there. Uh, um, KJ Wright. Mm. Melvin Ingram. Like, hey, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> like Melvin Ingram. Like I would I would do that. Um I love Kenji Wright. I just don't think Melvin Ingram is their guy. Like No. No. He is absolutely and everything is just not I don't know. Our arms too short. Nah. Yeah, it's just not them. But man, KJ Wright, man, give me that, man. Oh damn. Please. Please, I don't, I don't care that you drafted Bond and and Pete. Like, I don't care, bro. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I didn't know who who was still out there. Uh, Steve Nelson, cornerback. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Steve Nelson's out there. Huh. So was DJ Hayden. Damn, DJ Hayden, man. The There's still. I, I'm not saying like these people gonna come in. <laughs> You know who would be a great signing, even though like he, they, the Saints wouldn't do it because he pretty much plays the exact position that that C plays. <laughs> Mikael Roby Coleman. <laughs> Are you out there? Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be so hilarious. That would be hilarious, man. 
this like he literally plays like the slot. Um, so like there's really no need. Like we need outside help, but <laughs> that would be oh man, talk about one of the most hated players, and you can't really hate him for it because it's like. Shit, he was just doing whatever he needed to do. Right, like, it's so, like, as a Saints fan, like, I don't hate him for the play. Like, we hate the refs. We hate... Right, the refs. He should have got flagged for it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I remember even after the game, he was like, shit, yeah, that was illegal as hell. But it, <laughs> it didn't call me for it, so... I can't even knock him. Um... How funny would that should be? Um, so we again, we don't have a whole bunch to talk about. Uh, obviously, the things around the league start picking up more. We'll, we'll have more episodes, and I hope we can have actual episodes. But you did have like a, a, a thought exercise um, that you wanted us to, to do before we before we uh, wrap up the show, real quick. Yeah, I was just you know I saw someone tweeted like, "How would you build your offensive line if you were you know." building an offense or whatever. But I just thought bigger, like, you know, what type, what kind of team would Adam West build? What kind of, what type of team would Wolf build? If we were GMs in the NFL and <laughs> the full cap to our disposal, all the draft picks and all that shit. You know what's hilarious, bro, is when I was in San Diego this past weekend, I, for, I forgot what we were doing. I was with my girl, we were driving, and I, I was talking to her about, like, draft picks in the NFL and how, you know, I've said on this – or have you said on this show that, like, shit, like, NFL teams don't know any better than we do, especially with draft picks. Oh. But with the amount of information they have and, like, the cut-ups that we fucking have on YouTube, sometimes they get things 100% right and 100% wrong. And sometimes we as draft picks, although I, I'm retire, I mean, retiring my draft status as a draft pick for next season, just putting that out there. But just, just fed up, bro. Like this, this last draft just ruined me, bro. Okay. I'm not watching a single fucking player for next year. Bullshit. Bullshit. Not a single player. You gonna watch a cut up or two, bro? I know. I'm not a single one. I can't. I can't do it, bro. I can't have a no. No offense to Peyton Turner. No offense to him. Can't have another moment like that, bro. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't wake up Christmas Day and have presents full of socks. <laughs> like, so, oh, okay, we drafted Pete Warner. Oh, but we we didn't draft we didn't draft the guy from Notre Dame that made all those plays. That it's the worst. Can't do it, can't. I that up, Ryan. Um. Anyhow, you know I was talking. You know, and I and I brought up. You know, I said, and I told her, I said, I would be fascinated. Like, let's say the NFL gave, I don't know, football Twitter, draft Twitter, a te- like an expansion team that they could draft players and make moves and build like an NFL team. It would never fucking happen. But I would be fucking fascinated to see what team would get put out on the field. Yeah, man. It'd be fascinating. I'm telling you, I think the draft Twitter hit rate would be about the same. It's 100%. It'd be, It'd be about, about 50%. Same. About 50%, 50, maybe even 60. You know, it, it'll just be, it'll be a solid draft. You know what I'm saying? 
I, and I always wonder, like, wonder if some NFL teams do uh, crowdsource some of the information of, you know, I would be, I, bro, I would be shocked at all. I used to think the Bengals do that. I used to watch the Bengals draft. I'm like, damn, they just, like draft would always just love their drafts. Like, like, oh yeah, they got our guy. Like, it's, <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I would do it. Like, shit, man. Like, at least one or two picks. Like, especially in the late round, I'll be like. You know, let's just do a composite of a composite of the draft Twitter's, you know, thoughts on these players. You know what I'm saying? And just see what how they rank up against our, you know, our grades or whatever. And just do like a composite comparison. And just see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this makes sense, man. But I don't know, man. The draft is like, man, it's such a like you're trying to analyze human beings. And you know, it's, oh yes, you can go off the tape. Like I'm a tape person. Like, yes. Tape should be the majority of your analysis. But then you got to worry about all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they take it seriously? Do they like football? You know, do they show up? You know, uh, so all that little mental shit that goes into being a good football player. And it's like it's impossible for us to do that shit. Like, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? And it's something that I I remember, I, I don't know if I tweeted it or whatever, but something to me that's really fucking fascinating to me, especially for like draft season for NFL teams, as much money that NFL teams put into everything they put into, like, why don't, like, I don't know if they don't, but I'm assuming like most NFL teams don't have like a, like a sports psychologist, you know. No, I remember you saying that a long time ago, man. It's like, like they're depending on coaches to do psychoanalysis. Dumb, bro. That's like you hire you hire MDs for to deal with you know bone but, fractures. That'd be like that may be saying Ryan, you you work in IT, but I need you to go be a social worker for like a month. Right, it, it makes <laughs> no sense. The, but that goes back to coaches being coaches think they know everything about it. Yes, and like, yes. Oh, I, I I could look at a player and know it's know if he cares about football. No, you can't. No, <laughs> no you. So you t- so Sean, like Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, and Jeff Ireland could a hundred percent tell that Marcus Davenport loved football. Right. Oh, okay. No, what what they do is they talk to him. He says the right things. Of course. Then they, call, then they call his head coach. It's like a job interview, bro. Like what? They call his head coach, my dude Frank, Frank Wilson, and say, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Marcus Davenport, hard worker. He just puts his effort into it all. Such a great kid. Never had a problem with him." They write that down, put that in the in the notes, and there you go. You know what I'm saying? That's what they know about this psychology. You know, it just it it just always blew my mind that teams. Like you don't even have to have them, you know. You know the whole season, just, just draft season. When when you're evaluating prospects, like have these doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever. It makes so much sense, bro. Like why not? Just like you have like these, you know, third party companies come in and do like like the, analytic, analytics on all these teams and that. Like, or like they come, they hire like a form a firm to like give them suggestions who to hire for like the GM or the yeah or the head coach or whatever right yeah you telling me you can't you can't hire like a, 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 a sports psychologist that can give you like 
you know, after interviewing this prospect, whatever, a certain amount of time. You oh, know, this... there's like, you got these, you know, there's advanced personality tests. You can find yeah, out, like, bro. what are the common big five traits of, you know, elite football players or something like that. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, what, you know what are the big five? Uh, eroticism and... Uh, uh, all kind of these little big five traits. Look it up, like uh, introverted, it's, it, all that shit. Yeah, like look up and see what the big five traits are. What are the what are these traits that make players you know that good players tend to have? And then you can kind of I don't know you can make some analysis off of that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much work to be done on the psychology side that I don't know. It's like they just leave it to grumpy old coaches that just like I know. Yeah, you know it's it's so um our archaic bro like just old school like I, I, I don't know I don't get it anyway um so are, like are you are you talking like player wise in terms of the no, team no no not player wise just like from a scheme perspective from a like body type um you know body type perspective uh from the scheme approach you know what I'm saying uh just you know what would your team be like, just think about like, you know, there's the Ravens, there's the Kyle Shanahan's, there's the Sean Payton's, there's the Andy Reid's, you know, just think about the style of those teams and, you know, how, what would you, what would be your thing? Like, how would you approach building your team? You know, whether that's quarterback first, run first, uh, defense heavy versus like, you know, safe all offense or offensive heavy team, you know, uh, you know, defensive scheme. Do you want to play like static? You want a static, you know, like Legion of Boom type. Right. You want like cover, switch cover, up cover three. Yeah. Or do you want like a switch up game plan where you just kind of mirror or adapt to whatever you plan? Build tech type shit. Like oh like man. What? <laughs> um, I think the easy top out answer is I would. I think the NFL has shown consistently, not, you know, not every, but consistently you have to have an elite quarterback to be at the table. You you just have to, I'm I'm sorry. You just do. Um, And I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example of it right now, bro. Talk about his contract. Lamar Jackson. You, you have to have an elite quarterback that when you take everything else away, you take the run game away, you take whatever it may be, that it's third and eight, third and 12, the opposing defense is sending a blitz, and that quarterback can stand in the pocket and deliver an accurate football. Like, that to me is, that's, that's the number one thing. If you don't have that, you're fucked. You're fucked. And that, that, that's Greg Cosell's like feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what he's always beat the drum about. Like at the end of the day, the quarterback position is from the pocket, and you have to stand in against you know a great defense doing everything right and beat them. You have that's to it. beat the defense. You know what I'm and saying? It's so funny too because even when. I'll go back to when I watched Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech and I was scouting him. All the all the shit he did off script, you know, was fantastic and great. 
But I think what people didn't evaluate him correctly is just how good he was in the pocket. Mm. Like, you know, they saw the scramble shit and he, you know, he trusted his arm too much and led to interception and he was a gunslinger. But if you just go back and just watch him playing from the pocket at Texas Tech, and he had a very average to not great offensive line, like the throws and accuracy that he was making, that's more than anything was like, like I saw it and then everything else, like off off script and all the, the, the scrambling, all that was just extra. Like that was just icing, right? Um, so that's where I would start. I think offensively, it's I don't. I think I would want a. I think my offense would be Andy Reid ish, not an enabler, but Andy Reid ish, um, with a little more emphasis on the run game. Because I, because I, I think you know we 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 we've seen Andy at times just be like, oh, Sean's just about to pass. Like Sean, Sean Payton's guilty. Sean's guilty of it too, bro. Like we go, we go crazy about it. No, but Andy, Andy been the worst forever. Like, bro, like just terrible. Um, because I do think I do a hundred percent think, and this goes to the whole. Like we've talked about this conversation uh, through text, whatever. Nothing can, there isn't, and there is not a advanced metric. It will never be able to measure when you have a run game going against a defense and it is working and you're getting six yards, seven yards, eight yards, 15. There is not a, anything that can measure the morale that that puts in the other defense and how that makes them feel. And the the fatigue, you can maybe measure the fatigue, but it is a, and I can say this because I, I played like offensive line when I played football, like it's demoralizing. When you're on defense yeah. and you're getting ran over, like that is oh. shit is demoralizing. Oh, yeah. And all this know, defensive all linemen will tell you, linebackers will tell you, and you can see it. If you just yeah. watch the game, Watch the game and, you know, think about when, you know, uh, you know Mark Ingram and Elvin Kamara were just yep. going Bills on. Bills game. Think about that. And you could just look at the Bills players and they just got their hands on the hips and it's just like, fuck. They won't no more, bro. They won't I no more. Like they, I, I just want to go home. Their manhood was taken. Like, right. from a football perspective, not like the match, but their, their manhood on the football field was diminished and taken. And that's the worst thing that can happen to um, so and I and I don't I I don't care the all the fucking stats of like well uh technically I calculated this and the play action is just as uh just as effective when the run game isn't working and what fuck you stop it PFF stop it <laughs> I, I that. I think that to me, and, and I'm, I, I, I don't poo-poo statistics. I don't poo-poo analytics. I don't. But unless you've, unless you've, I think that's one of the things where it's like, unless you've played, like, I've played linebacker before, and I've been on the football field when, in, like, a run game's working. Like, when a run game's working, and then the quarterback play acts, like, you fucking attack 
a lot harder than when you're shutting them down back to back plays. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't, I don't care what anyone else says. I, I really don't, bro. Like physically, like just your mindset. It, I, don't throw the stats away. Anyway, sorry. That that's a fucking tangent. I, 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 I just can't. I, it just drives me crazy. It just drives me nuts. No, I hear you, bro. I hear you, man. So, like, that's how. We, so, would you, would your team be more like a run first, or just kind of like a mix it in? You want a big offensive line? Or- yeah, I want my I want my offensive line to be two thousand nine Saints fish. Mm. I, and so I'll, heavy, I'll tell you, every in the middle, yes, out in the middle. Average, all, average, because look, because I, I think, I think we've seen it with with the Saints, right? For like since what? Oh, since seventeen, we've had Toronto. You know, been hurt, but we've had Toronto. We've had Red. Now that's great, and but like the the problems have come from the interior. Yeah, like oh oh well. I know Rams got, Rams got that contract extension, bro. But uh, that fucking Dante Fowler, bro. That bad, bad snap, bro. Uh, bad snap right there, bro. Also, the one against the uh, Neil Hunter, the oh, Vikings. But to be fair, the Vikings, they were just running trains on our. Trains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would want, I would want a, like, Carl Nicks. Jari Evans, you know, prime stout interior. That was just a hell of a combo, man. Like, bro, it was hard to get those combos ever in history, bro. It's like <laughs> amazing, amazing combo. Amazing and then combo. D- defensively, uh, defensively for sure. You know what's crazy is like. This Saints defense that we like, I think. I mean, maybe Dennis Allen, maybe that time. Like, I think ideally, this would probably be like the Saints defense. The last couple of seasons would be a defense. Is how I want my defense to be. Like they are, they are. They finally have a defense that's fast. Yeah, like fast, bro. The thing I would change, and I is, is I disagree with. The type of defensive end and edge rushers that the Saints love drafting, like they love like power, big dudes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want dudes to fucking bend, bend the edge, bro. Speed, like, yeah, speed, speed, edge rushers. Like, bro, do you? I'll, I'll never fucking forget the Nell Ellerby had a snap. I forgot what game it was, and he bent the edge, and I was like, "Pick like who?" Danelle, like, remember when we get, we would be so, the play when Danelle Ellerby, like, was hurt and he couldn't play? Yeah. <laughs> used to be a stat, used to be a stat, like, we're 6 0 when Danelle Ellerby plays. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't want my, I don't want my Ed Rushing to be, I, I, just to give Saints fans ideas, like, I want them to be like Junior Glett, bro, before he went off the rails. Yeah, man. Like I want that. I want speed. Like I like yeah. Let's. But I want I want speed. Like that would be that would be my my idea 
ideal kind of football setup. Yeah. What about you? Man, um, like offensively, I it, it so much depends on the quarterback. Like if I want like if my quarterback is athletic and can move, I think I want a like an athletic offensive line that can create space and kind of be like a like a weapon for the quarterback. You know what I'm mm. saying? When he moves. Uh, you know, and if my quarterback is more of statuesque type, kind of old school, it's like you. I want it built down the middle, just stout, and then, you know, tackles that can that can uh you know that can you know just create that arc, create that circle, and let my quarterback, you know, groove down the middle, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh like defensively, defensive line almost built the same way. I want like super stout down the middle, just like rugged, beat up, you know, beat up guards, beat up centers, and just stout and just hold the line of attack and could push, you know, push the offensive line back into the quarterback's yeah. lap. And, you know, I want I want edge rushes, man. I want like speed in the edge, you know what I'm saying? Just quickness like Matter of fact, I don't even mind like just all like having like stoutness on one end and speed on the other end. Mm. But I want to be able to change it up to where like I could move my stout defensive end to the left or the right and vice versa with the speed. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and I'm gonna bring the blitz, baby. I'm oh I'm a, all day, I'm baby. a Greg, I'm a Greg Wizard, Greg Wins trial, baby. Like I'm gonna bring that heat. <laughs> Me too, bro. Like I, if I, I would not. You know, not, I don't. I wouldn't go as as crazy no. as Greg would. No, no, no. But no. I like. I would for sure be like trying to cook up shit like Rex Ryan is prom. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Wade Wade Phillips. Like I come cooking, bro. Coming, Dick LeBeau. Like I'm. I'm. Oh man, he was the best. Like, if, if we get beat, we get beat, but, like... Man, I, I challenge any Saints fan to go out and look up Dick LeBeau. Uh, I forgot what they call him. It's like an X-Blitz or cross-Blitz. Not cross, not, it's not a cross-off blitz, is it? I, they call him so many things, but you come... You, you, you blitz the linebackers against the A and the B gap, and they come across each other. He used to do that shit. Oh, it was yes. unblockable. Like it's a, it, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a cross. Yeah, it's like a cross. It's like a cross blitz, or something like yes. that. It, it, that shit was so good, man. And, and you know, Dick LeBeau, he was with the Saints, you know, during the uh, you know the the Dawn Patrol days, and they used to terrorize teams, right? Like they terrorized terrorized offenses. So like that's like my key. Like I want, I want. I talk about defensive line, but linebackers too, man. I want big. I don't know. I mean, it's just hard today because nah, linebackers bro, I, have I, to I do so much. I don't, I don't want no big. I need. I need. You can't have this big two hundred fifty five pound linebacker like you. But damn, I miss that shit, bro. Like I miss. Like I used to watch. I used to like watch Vaughn. God rest his soul, man. With the Saints, that dude looked like a superhero to me. Like he was just huge, man. Like six five, just like, man, what the hell? You know, I, I just love those, but you couldn't have that today. But I would like linebackers that, you know, obviously could run and chase, you know, but I like hitters, man. Like, I remember uh, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, um, you know, uh, moved the sticks, said a long time ago when he was with the Ravens and Rex Ryan was there as the defensive coordinator. His thing was like, all our defensive players have to hit. 
Like they have to hit the shit out of whatever they hit. Like it's the key trait. Like they if they could cover blah 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 all those other things. Yeah, that's nice. Can but they you hit. start with can they fucking hit the shit out of whatever? And we saw that. Like if you look at the Ravens, like in the you know in the two thousands or whatever. Like all their fucking defenses, Bruh. even if they weren't that great, they just knocked the shit out of people. Yes. Man. Was, damn. And yeah, that would be like a key trade for me, even though the NFL is like, you know, they're not so much into that anymore, but I'll be into it. Okay. <laughs> I, I want uh, you remember the, the Saints playoff game against the Seahawks mm-hmm. and that Raphael Bullshit from Percy Harvin that, that wasn't le- that was not a was not an illegal hit. It was legal. Beautiful. It's beautiful. That's, we, didn't, we didn't win that game, but like that set a tone. Like y'all like, okay, we might we might get beat, but y'all get hit today. Get hit today. They was coming. That was That's, it, bro. Bro, when I tell you I was livid at that call, bro. <laughs> but hey, but I loved it because you know the Saints players ain't care. It's like sh- Okay, we'll take that flag. Yeah. <laughs> because it set that tone. It was like, okay, we hit the date. Yeah. We, that, we I, the yeah. I, I would not want a it's so funny too, because like even the, the the crazy thing about like the Legion of Boom is like they were they didn't blitz, bro. Like Oh no. That was the thing. If they, they were just so, out the window. They were just so sound, but like they were whew, if you this. look at the Legion of Boom and uh, the dreaded uh, 2011 Saints 49ers, the 49ers defense from that year, um, you know, when they had uh, Patrick Willis and all those guys, like, they didn't sub. Like, it was the same. They maybe subbed one player. It was like 11 guys every snap. And they played their defense, and they just played that shit. Like, it wasn't no... Trickery and none of that shit. It was like we gonna play our shit and we gonna stop you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what you gonna do about it? And that shit, like, so there's no right or wrong way. Like, you could be like a Dennis Allen where we gonna switch up every, you know, depending on the opponent, or you could be like, we gonna play our cover three or our cover two, and you know, three linebackers, defensive line, maybe you know, little nickel snaps. That's it. Like, this is who you gonna get. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna just. We're going to be at our spot. we just going to hit the shit out of you. And you just got to stop. You're just going to have to figure it out from there. And I respect both of them, man. I just, I do like the adaptability of, like I said, Dennis Allen or uh, Belichick, where you just kind of, you know, you figure out your opponent. But there's things to be said about those that just kind of, like, play their defense. They know their defense and they play it well. Like, there's something. Yeah, like, it will, like, even, like, if you go back to, like, the Bucks, you know, with, Monty Kiffin, yeah, two, oh yeah, Tony Dungy, Tony two, uh, Tampa two, like, yeah, it, you know, and, Sean and Sean Payton, and Sean those defense, bro, had problems, and then he realized that if I, the only way for me to beat, and he, I don't know if he ever, he'll never say this out loud, but like, if you ever go, if you go through like the Saints and their progression of Sean Payton since '06, he realized that. I, to to beat this defense, I have to have an athletic tight end that can get 
over the linebackers uh-huh. and right before and begin in front of the safeties and the the tight end gets there, the ball gets to them, boom. That it it, it when he was able to get figure that out, he yeah. was able to conquer. Like so, if it's we should do a podcast on like the the, the trials and tribulations that Sean Payton has had as a coach. First, it was Tampa two for a while. Yeah. It was um, speaking of Dick LeBeau, like uh, like a Steelers three four defense would give him fits, bro. Tough. Anytime they played the Steelers, the Ravens, or anyone who had like a three four bare front Jets. type of defense. That Jets game in 09, man. Like, yeah. that was a tough game. Like, we beat them, but it was like, bro, offense, offensively, it was tough. I said it on, said it on the podcast. Like, that, that's the game my ex wife was like, hey, I got to go to the hospital. On the... And she was pregnant at the time. I was like, you should, like, worst, worst decision, I, biggest regret in my life I've ever done. But, <laughs> not, not playing right. That 3 4 defense, boy, you stress yeah. it. had to learn, you know what I'm saying? Like he's oh, yeah. especially dealing with dealing with coaches that know him. Like uh uh what was uh, what was the head coach name for Carolina? Um Ron Oh no 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 before him. Fucking oh uh John Fox? John Fox, yeah like John Fox like they knew each other they worked yes. together uh him and uh you know him and uh him and uh Mike Simber they worked together in yep. Dallas you know, uh, they just the, those guys like they really like understand Sean Payton and what he's trying to do. He's had a tough guy, tough time with him, and he's had a tough time with those. You know, like three, four man, like three, three, four man, like that used to be tough, man. Like every time we go against a three, four, it was like we knew it was an L, bro. We knew it was an L. Like it was the Cleveland Browns when they had a uh, big man in the middle that we ended up ended up signing. Um, man, like. That was a tough game. We lost that game, 2010. <clears throat> like, I knew it was a lot of trick plays and shit on offense, but defensively, it was a, Was that the Scott Fujita game? Scott Fujita game. He was yes. just picking us off. Yep. He knew all our calls. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible, bro. That, that, terrible. Was, that was a terrible fucking game, bro. Terrible. So, yeah, so yeah man, like, like, as far as what I build, man, like, I, you know, I don't want to adapt with defense, but, like, you know, people like to go back and forth about what's, you know, chicken or the egg, the, the defensive line or the coverage. They both go together. But, like, I start with the defensive line. I want to hit Absolutely. the quarterback off the And I would just dump money on it. That would be like. And, and with the NFL, bro, like, it, the NFL is so geared to help wide receivers uh, up in, offensively. Like, the only way you can combat, the, like, you, you, you can be a you can be the best corner. Darrell Revis in his prime. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 
you can only fucking cover for so long. Mm-hmm. You, you can only cover for so long. So I, I'm 100% with you. Like, it would be, like, I, I want that that edge, that elite edge. Like, give me, who's only edge? Give me TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy because it's like I, I still remember watching him in fucking Wisconsin and thought he was fucking running in fucking quicksand. Like when he got drafted in the first run, I was like, oh, this is some nepotism right here. Like, <laughs> like I don't <laughs> and I don't know if he got faster when he went to Pittsburgh or what, bruh. But man. It's you crazy, know, like he... the the crazy thing is, speaking of Edge rushers in Wisconsin, like Bond could be like a very, yeah. very, very poor man. CJ Watt is the same society. I mean, if you saw they tape, bro, really ain't that much of a stretch. Like it really isn't, like, bro. TJ Watt like, not, saying, not like that outstanding. Like I'm not saying that Bond is TJ Watt. Like TJ Watt, like was almost defensive player of the year. But like I'm saying, like profiles. Like the way they played at Wisconsin, strikingly similar. Like that's yes. what I'd be looking at. If I was the Saints, that's what I'd be looking at. Like, that's it. How, but can, yet, I, how they, can I turn this guy to JJ Watt? I mean, no, TJ Watt. No. But yeah, they, they want this man to be <laughs> a white go beach. <laughs> they want this man to be John Dilma. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Come on. Man. Stop it. What's the vision, bro? <laughs> Sorry. All right, we I I, I will stop. We go we go wrap it up because I'm getting upset all over again. I will say one last thing though is that's something I'm gonna be very interested to see in training camp is this whole Zach Bond shit. Like he was a third round pick last year, bro. Third round. Like we we've had some good third round picks in the Saints history. Alvin, Jimmy Graham, um. I'm sure there's more. I'm not on my fucking draft spreadsheet. Like Traquan was a third rounder, was he? Not? Yeah, he was a third rounder. Yeah, yeah like he's yeah. Traquan. Like any Traquan is a decent starter in the NFL. So you have a third round pick who potentially you were willing to draft at 26 or wherever the fuck they picked in the first round, and you can't. To, like did that whole thing for him in training camp for me is going to be. Super interesting to watch. Like all the reports, and I don't, I don't, I don't read them like I used to because I don't fucking have time. But I'll be like when I read them, like I'll read Cat or or Mike Trip or whoever. I'll read their stuff. Like I'm, I'm going to see what that man doing, bro. Yeah, man, that's that would be interesting. I'm, I'm waiting to see, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm saying I, I said it earlier, man. If he can't, if he, if he doesn't do it in training camp, I, I don't know if he, he might not be on the 53, bro. It's possible. He might, he might get that. Uh, what was it Antonio Pittman? Oh man. <laughs> I, you know what? And I, it could, you know, it's one of the things that could backfire on him, bro. Bro. Could you I not see Zach Bond, like the Saints cutting him and Zach Bond going to like the Patriots? Oh, I could see it easily. Easily. And blossoming. Blossoming, bro. You like that Jamie Collins or something, man? Like, I could see it. Kyle Van Noy. Like, come on, man. Well, anyway, let's uh, we'll leave this on a pop, positive note. 
<laughs> bring all the, the the shit down. Um, so as shit starts revving up, we will start doing more episodes. Um, you know, we did take a break. Um, again, there wasn't shit to talk about. We will also try to get other guests, non-football guests, in this kind of dead period on to come on and talk about what the fuck ever. Um, but we, we did want to get this episode out so you guys had something to listen to. Um, as you as you continue to support us, we truly do appreciate it. Um, yes. we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Like, we, you know, it's July and, you know, next month it's going to be, you know, train, you know, training camp's going to be starting yeah. soon. Oh, we're going to be rolling, forward, man. Bro. That's when we're going to be rolling, man. We're going to have tons to talk about right now. We're just trying to enjoy our little time away. I was in the pool yesterday just chilling. I, I wasn't in the pool yesterday. I was, I was hanging out by the pool yesterday, bro. It, it was nice, man. It was, it's, just it's enjoyed nice. it, man. Enjoy uh, it. Shout, out to, uh, shout out to the uh, people that have made me a meme. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you mean me before. or you mean that like or everyone else. Well, you started it, motherfucker. I did. Like, you started that shit, and I, it. And no one like I don't even think people knows like the genesis of how it started. Like so, like like Ryan just sends me this picture one day of him just sweating, you know, because him and I are always talking about how years ago like, too. It was years, years, ago. years. And I on Twitter used it once to describe it being hot. Like that's all I remember. And it has like taken on a life of its own, especially this summer, this year. Ryan has been every <laughs> Ryan's been Dan Arnold. Ryan's been a photographer in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> my favorite one though, my dude. He had me sit behind Drew on the Yahoo Finance. <laughs> yes, bro, bro. I said that one to my phone. <laughs> That's the exact face I would have. Like, what the fuck are you saying, Joe? What's your face? Yo, it's true. Don't do it. Don't do it, Joe. That was my favorite one, man. Oh, uh, um, but, uh, <laughs> So yes, they have been hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I don't know why it picked up so much. Like I've used, like we've been using that picture on Twitter for at least a good three, four years now. Three, four years, now. bro. And I don't know what it is about this summer where it's just blowing the fuck up. But it's the shout out to Brayden who started it because he put you with the junior let one first. Oh, Brayden, man. the one who did our uh, our, our our pod, our part yeah. logo. Shout out to him. <laughs> um, and it's just taking off after that. I will say, I mean, next next Monday, this time next Monday, I'm getting be all be all Botoxed up. So ready. Oh, word? I'm sweating, baby. <laughs> ready, you bro. Gotta me, you gotta let me know how it go. My wife, uh, she like, you know. she's like, I don't trust that shit. I'm like, I'm gonna let Adam test it out. It's it's, it's crazy because like so many, like uh, so many people get it for that reason alone. Wow, and I've known this, and maybe because now I like I, you know, I've been at a, a job that has like good benefits. I was like, shit, like I should really fucking like have good health care. Like it, it'll literally cost me maybe ten dollars to get Botox in my in my forehead and in, in my armpits. Like, why really? would I not do that? 
Man. So I'll, I'll I'll do it, test it out, let you know how it goes. I'm tired, I'm tired bro. I'm tired of sweating shit. It's 109 degrees, 189. Nah. I feel you, bro. Nah. Cool, cool nigga summer. Just, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thanks for all the support. For sure, th- thanks to all our Patreon subscribers who are still, you know, you know, I know it's, I know it's the, it was a dead period, but you guys are still supporting us, and we really, 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 really do appreciate it. I don't think I can um, express that enough. If you're a fan and you're listening to the podcast, you can please uh, leave us a five-star uh, review, iTunes, or whatever, Spotify, whatever it is. Uh, that definitely helps as well. Um, and then as, as shit starts picking up in the league, we'll be giving you guys content, giving you guys episodes. Something happens, Saints on someone, we'll we'll for sure wrap it up and talk about it. Maybe even have a film breakdown of if it's a player um, that's at least notable. We'll just keep doing this, that, doing this shit for you guys. We appreciate it. With that, we're out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.